Welcome to Movie and a Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have an amazing group of friends gathered to have partaken in a most amazing film that we saw at a theater. A fantastical film. And we just we're came friends. back from the theater, so let, let, let's find out what, what is it that we're doing here. We, we're we're going to talk about some D&D stuff, some Dungeons & Dragons. Dragons. Scary stuff. Well, uh, we're also going to talk about beer, right? We had beer while we were there. Oh, yes, yeah, we did. All right, so uh, I'm I'm Aaron. I'm your rules lawyer expert. Oh no! <laughs> this is Blake, your dungeon master. Roll for initiative. Oh jeez. This is Deborah. Oh, I got a two. I got a two. That's why you're going last, Brian. <laughs> yes. And I'm Brian, your gelatinous cube expert. Oh, hey, it's gross. the Roomba of the dungeon. <laughs> it just sucks everything. It burns. All right, so there's this film called Dungeons and Dragons. This little movie, this little indie movie. Honor Among Thieves. It's been out in the theaters for a couple months now. Some studio named Hasbro, right? Hasbro owns Paramount, technically. Paramount. Right, right. Paramount did it. Yeah, we're going to not give them any more money than we need to, but we went to the theater and saw it as a group. Indeed. As, as one does, our dungeon master for our group and, and these five people sitting here playing a group with someone else who runs our game. And if you're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, it's been around a long time. Gary Gygax in 1976? Yeah. 1978? So this movie is based off of uh, a number of different rule systems that have come and gone over the years. Different settings, honestly. And different settings. It's a kind of conglomeration of Forgotten Realms and a few other things. And that's cool because it, it's actually well, quite entertaining. Let me let me let me back you up. Bring, bring it down. Uh, so bring it down for us, Aaron. To, this is a like I I went in. Aaron, roll to explain. I went in <laughs> expecting uh you know this like high fantasy oh, Lord of the Rings like oh, it, but this is a buddy movie. This is absolutely a buddy it's film. A they get into they, they got this heist that they're gonna try and plan and pull off. And, you know, it, w- with every good buddy movie, you've got this moment where characters have to decide, like, are they going to are they going to prioritize themselves? Are they going to prioritize the greater good? What are they going to prioritize? Are they going to prioritize the mission? Uh, and so I was, I was or, pleasantly or surprised. Or the friendship. Yeah, or the friendship. In, in yes. terms right. of buddy movie. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think this works really well as a buddy movie. Going, going into it, there were kind of uh, there was a question that I wanted to kind of think about as I was watching it. And one of those questions is, do you need to play D&D to enjoy this movie? Or maybe to, to say it in a better way, how, how much of this movie is lost on you? If you're a viewer who's not familiar with D and D, how much how much of the movie can you still enjoy? So I, I, I can actually answer that from yeah, the perspective okay. of we had a friend visiting from Germany who never played. I mean, he's played video games. He's familiar with video with the you know role playing video game kind mm-hmm. of oh, scenarios. Yeah. He, he knows what a dragon is. He knows Baldur's Gate, so he has some familiarity with okay, some like role playing like, game yes. structure he framework. Very basic he enough. knew very basic. Mm-hmm. I didn't explain anything to him going into it, uh-huh. and he then I spent an hour after the movie explaining <laughs> the movie to them. <laughs> and and he, he was like, if you would have told me this before, I think I would have enjoyed it more. Okay. So there's some amount, though, some margin of, uh, I don't think it necessarily would have to be D&D. If you play you know, Pathfinder, if you play some other type oh, yeah. of RPG, I think yeah. you still walk away but with it, from a lot here. I yeah. think there are enough fantasy tropes that you can enjoy it yeah. as just a fantasy film. Right. Right. I look you know, at wh- a sword and sandals, uh, you know, uh, uh, my favorite dra- my littlest dragon or whatever it's called. <laughs> my my I, d- yeah. I didn't want to get ahead of myself, but my next question Brian was like could this stand alone as a fantasy film without the D&D franchise behind it? Like could this be a generic 
a fantasy humor buddy movie. I say yes. It would not have the legs of the fandom to push it. Right. So from what I read online, every D&D group went to see it as a group. So it's a guaranteed five to six tickets. A few of them, like me and Dan, went to see it more than once. Three times. Uh, I did three times. I didn't brag or anything. Uh, And it could be like a a turn. It would be a fun. It'd be a fun fantasy movie without the the trappings of Hasbro's property. Uh, intellectual dragons. property stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it, like it, it could still have uh, like a panther-like monster that doesn't display an image. It would still be scary. Like it, you know, they could have a big goo goo yeah, circle and, instead of a cube. And, and you don't have to know. Oh, that's a D and D monster yeah. to know. It, oh, that's what that thing does. Yeah. It's it, almost like a little bonus for us who've been yeah. playing for so long. Yeah. Is oh yeah. man, yeah. I recognize that. There's there's some interesting yeah. inside yeah. jokes and some things that they yeah. do. There, there's good fan service. There there's there's a lot of that, and that's great. I mean, we all really enjoyed it quite a lot. There's it's a blockbuster. It's a blockbuster. It's a, it's a big film. blockbuster movie. I was it's, I was charmed by this movie. Yeah. I, I, like, I would say yeah. Yeah. Like, it was it, an entertaining piece of. Entertainment. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. it's just it, it, it was light. It was adventurous. It was action packed. Uh, swashbuckly. Lots swashbuckly. of lots of swash. It's just a lot of all you got to know is, and I wrote this into my notes. There's a fat dragon chasing the group. That's all you got to know. Ember shard. <laughs> Ember shard. It's from the lore. Yeah. Apparently, and, and, it's a part any, of the <laughs> anyone who can imagine a really portly He's obese a pudgy fat dragon. Pudgy dragon. A comically chasing, fat dragon. Yeah. Chasing people around and not fitting into the places he's trying to get into. I mean, that's the, the whole point. Can't. Fly, it's so fat. You yeah, can't make fire are, without help. It's yeah, just so. Yeah. Its wings are so small. So favorite <laughs> character because this is also kind of a heist movie. Yeah, heist movies thrive on the various characters. Chris Pine's character Ed- Edgen, 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 all Edgen. day. I love it. I'm pretty sure he's not a bard at all. He's just well, a. He's just a. No. He's just a. Fa- he's a fast talking uh, guy with broke. And he has a beautiful tragic backstory. Oh, yeah. totally. I, I want to say he's probably multi-classed. I can see that. Yes. Thief started out as a thief and then ended up as. Uh, well, they don't say. They don't specifically say. Came back they to also being don't say what Zank is, but it's so he's clear. Kind of the <laughs> least. Oh, yeah, straight up paladin. Yeah, right. He's, he's the least useful member of the group. Yeah. What do you do? I mean, that was but in he, the previews. What? And so yeah. he's also the leader. Plans? What do you do? Well, he's, yeah. he's, he's the leader, but he's, he's also the he's, yeah. the face. he's the face. He's the face. Right. But he's also. He's also like the, the the narrative push because it you know it's his desire to reconnect with the well I don't want to give away spoilers but he's got a personal reason from yeah. a very close family connection that's uh, motivating him motivating him through most of the plot oh yeah and yeah 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 no yeah. spoilers again but I love the fact that towards the quarter to almost the end his way of describing that is really poignant and you wouldn't mm-hmm. think of that yeah yeah uh, right. and it's like <coughs> holy shit oh yeah i know what you're talking about i love that scene yeah. uh, uh but then there's holga what oh, michelle rodriguez my yeah. right heart was so happy <laughs> yeah i i don't know there's there's you don't each like of the characters little people <laughs> all i'm all about the little people I mean, I, I, I play, I play a lot it. of little people in the game, so I'm I'm all about the half halflings and the little people. Oh, yeah. But it's there's no no milk there. It, it's I uh, she didn't really rage a whole lot. I mean, she just did some basic moves and stuff, and I was like, oh, we're, you're I'm not sorry when she's beating up out. nine guards in armor. That's oh, not man, raging. She's totally <laughs> raging. She does not sing. It, it, you don't have I'm to say it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's not explicit, but like she is doing kind of what her her class, and she's using the skills and the attributes and the yeah. abilities 
that if this was a tabletop campaign and it was, you know, uh, six guys and ladies having beers, rolling dice, like all of the actions that these characters describe or or portray in the movie, these are things that could have been described, I think, in a tabletop campaign. Oh, totally. Uh, And maybe, and and sometimes flubbing the rules in one or two spots. Um, But I I, I think it's it's believable as a real D&D story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I'd like to call attention in to the uh, really perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. like, Hard agree. like each of the main characters were, were cast as, as they look like they would be a member of that, right. That oh, character yeah. class yeah. in the, in the game that this movie represents. Yeah. I love Justice Smith. He was great in detective Pikachu. Uh, check that episode of the podcast. True yeah, believers. A long time ago. We, uh, and he's scrawny like a spellcaster. He looks like he'd be, Someone who never studied for magic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's wild magic. So he's he's doing sorcery stuff. And I don't know if he's multi-classing, but he's straight up just, I mean, he, he's just using components and he's unfortunately learning the hard way, like how to attune to something that doesn't want to attune to you. Yes. <laughs> if you don't play. Fun. Speaking of which, Dan. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> it, it, can I ask, like, is there any one, I'm going to go around the room here. So, so Blake, I'll start with you. Yeah. You or you can't tell. Blake's right to my immediate left. Uh, but uh, is Aaron there. rolled a 20 on his uh, left and right. I rolled a 20 on my explanation. Is that, no. Uh, but is there one character whose, like, backstory you find particularly interesting and compelling? So if you were including the uh, the main nemesis, or even the the nemesis's henchmen, like who would you want to see a a sequel made with like their story? Oh, a sequel on it? I'd go, or, or even a prequel if it was no, like you know. No, I don't know. I don't care where they York. came. They explain where they came from. Uh, d- dork, the dork? Uh, the the tiefling Ooh, druid. Yes. I'm a sucker for like born to a family and then abandoned story. I know what? it's trite. I know it's cliche. Uh, I love and it. I'm like you played it. one, played a character exactly like that, kind of, sort of, but it was more. Well, he could wild shape. He's made stew. I will. I will out myself here, Blake. I'm a sucker for cute redheads. I'd want to see that movie too. Good man. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. But, uh, Deb, but no, yeah, very. I, I would love to see where Dork goes after, uh, like what, after this the, the next events of this film. Like, well, now what she do? Deb, do you have a character you'd want to see, like, uh, like the next ca- chapter I, for them? I'm curious about Holga because I am also a Critical Role fan, and mm-hmm. I love the dialogue and play between Grog and Pike. And Grog is obviously a Goliath, and Pike is a halfling, so they kind of flipped it on its edge and. The love interest was a halfling. Played by Bradley Cooper. Yes, it was perfect. So, But I want to know how Holga got to that point. Because right. like, she was part of like mm-hmm. a tribe that was like very like warrior-based in like, violence. And how did so she... They don't touch on that a lot. They just say that she left, but they never really say no, what they did. Banished. She was banished for like and a half halfling. Where, yeah. where did she meet this intriguing halfling exactly. man? Okay. Like, all How right. did she come to know this halfling? Why was she banished? So uh-huh. kind of, kind of a rom com. D and D, Sleepless in uh, Sword Coast. Uh, <laughs> Damn it! You beat me to us. Uh, thinking Sleepless in Neverwinter. Uh, yeah, so, no. That's the great thing about D and D, though, is sometimes if the, you the decide, you can do like romance and shit. Right? Yeah. Brian, Brian what character do you want to see the next chapter? I actually am intrigued by the main two nemeses right. nemeses uh, 
so Forge what? and Forge and then so uh, Forge and the Sophina. Sophina, the 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 Red Wizard, the Red Red, red Wizard of Thane, I think. Was yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did he convince her, or how did she? How convince did she him? convince him to? Yeah, be so evil. I mean, yeah. he, he. I mean, he. He's really kind of a self-serving person, right? A con man, Very a con man. Yeah. But she is. She's evil. Not you. you you'll figure it out really quickly. So yeah, this, I'm, this I'm not a plot really spoiler. But yeah. I. I, I want to know how they met and how they came up with with the with their evil plan. All right. All right. Yeah. And Dan, it's all about the paladin. You, you, oh, you, oh, you, you mean the dungeon master player character? <laughs> yes. You know, I. So, so what do you what do you what do you want to see? Like, what do you do? You want to see where he goes? You want to see his whole story growing up? Um, no. Well, see, they they introduce his backstory a little bit. He escaped. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. the markings. He's got the tattoos yeah. of the yeah. people that are the bad guys in the main universe that this yeah. occurs in and he's like no i'm a good guy and, and so his whole journey is just trying to prove that he's a good guy oh yeah so becoming this like unstoppable hero who like saves saves children and, oh, and doesn't do savage. sarcasm and yeah doesn't just, that, that that would be me i mean i you know i i lend myself to that character very easily but uh, so it's, it's, i like zinc and like he's got this high charisma he's very charming you you and, like you one of the best character in introductions in a, in a movie i think you you see him be charitable and uh indignified and you see him be like a, a really helpful and valuable member of the community immediately oh, but yeah. then in the span of three minutes you realize he's very like righteous oh he's, like, so he's a little bit of a yes. dullard <laughs> kind of a stick in the mud in some ways <laughs> yeah, right like very I was being and, ironic, and I, I thought for anybody. Well, I thought for the first minute he was on screen, he was going to be the main love interest of, of Doric, you know, this cute redhead tiefling, Ooh. and she picked up on his uh, like lawfulness, I think, right very away, quick, and like, very and yeah, realized like, no, that's not the right fit. That's not yeah. the right fit. He's not a bad boy. No, <laughs> not bad enough. Aaron, have we gotten one from you to, that you want to see? I I actually I'm curious about Forge. I want to see oh. like. He did he start as evil? I want to see like a prequel. Like yeah, uh, he's and not evil. He's it, just more greedy. Gray. He's, he's just sucks. he's very he's self interested. He's selfish and, and so, Yeah, but he knew uh Serafina's plot. He did. So yeah. that he takes us gonna involve him, so he didn't right. care. He didn't care. Yeah. He didn't care. But I think like he, he started as a member of the party. You know, and this is not a spoiler, dear listener, because like the this all happens in the first, you know, ten minutes of exposition. But oh, yeah. uh, and, it's, and it's in the trailers. It's in the trailer. Oh, well, that, I, no, then that, that too. But but I think like I want to see like how did he how did he become uh, kind of you know detached from the camaraderie of the group that he was in? What began to lead him astray? And you know how did he start making the choices that he was making? Uh, if I can't have a follow up with uh, Dork, the the redheaded tiefling, I would watch. Uh, I'd watch Forge. I like that. That is interesting. I like that they made this a comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't think it would have had the same legs. I love a big. I, I love Lord of the Rings. Obviously, well, I love oh, a big totally. fantasy. Big fantasy epics are great, but this was just so. It felt like a campaign. Like it. Yeah. The, the the whole bit with the uh, the talking to corpses for five questions. Yes. It, I heard our whole group, our whole row of people laugh. All everyone here in this room chuckled at the. Five what? questions seems arbitrary. Yeah, right. It's weird. <laughs> and then he's at. And well, then, not not only our row, but there was another group behind right, us yeah, yeah, right. who, yes. who loved the film. And Edgen yeah. asking uh, uh, 
Simon, is that a question? The corpse answers. I wasn't talking to you. Like, <laughs> it's great. It's in. You get the action it's with it. Question. It's but it's this, still a this, question. This was a laugh of recognition, though, because I think yeah. every person who's played D and D, I've done this. Like, as a we've, we've done this, and we've been in the situation. We oh, recognize ourselves in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's still funny. I think the humor is part of what gives this legs to go beyond just D and D players and be a film that Agreed. has more of a broader appeal. Yeah, I think the comedy was a good way to go because if it would have been a drama, it would have been far too serious right we've had several serious like big fantasy things this this mm-hmm. couldn't compete with game of thrones no. if it had tried to no, do exactly no, no. the same thing and it couldn't be like a gritty edgy thing because um, it probably yeah. lose people so i think comedy was the best way to do it because it kind of ties into people's D campaigns mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. most people they're gonna have like a little bit of a murder hobo thing but most of the time it's silly like goofing off and like the DM and things like that. Oh, but um, I've I, done that too. I, I, I would say the some of the criticisms of this have been the fantasy scenes of like the castle and stuff. That's too clean and too pretty. No, it's too sanitized. It's too sanitized. No, and it's I like, agree. I, I mean, have you ever been to a Ren Fair? That's dirty as hell, dude. Oh, <laughs> and, and that would be a clean village for that time, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, this is. There's no way that city is that. Clean. There's no open sewers anywhere. Yeah, well, that's right. like how uh, post-apocalypse shows and movies everyone's teeth are still pearly white uh, yeah i'm just like oh, no, this, this woman, know. This woman the, just woke up with perfect makeup weird they saved yeah. all the dentists don't you yeah. know <laughs> totally. well, it's just like you know like the wild west everyone is, yeah uh, it's like you're not covered in grime and you don't have like you know, cow pies cow pies or like you know like, oh, yeah, no. Just a I'm, layer of dust. Just a layer of grime, and you're just <laughs> filthy yes. and stinky. Yeah, so so I was going to ask Brian about the salacious amounts of green screen and blue screen and various screens that they used in well, this. Well, Dan, the like, only displacer beasts are in Holland, and they won't let them out. I That's know, it's right? a legal thing. It's a, it's a, zoo, it's a zoology thing, <laughs> yes. I don't know. I, you've, you've always been a, a strong... And or well, not anti, but you know, if it's just too much, if it's just too much, and it distracts. Pro, pro practical effects. Ro- robots punching is this, robots. Is, is robots <laughs> punching robots, or is this actually like they do a really good job of blending the live action and characters in with the scenes? I, I would say they do a very good job. What what I really don't like is when there's so much going on in the screen that you can't follow the action. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And even in the fight scene, there were really only. Four or five characters, usually just one or two, in a shot interacting. And even though one one of them or some of the effects were CG, you could still follow the action. I feel that the pacing yeah. and, was and, done well. And, and but... even when buildings explode in the background, it's still in the background and the there are only two characters in the foreground. You can yeah. still see yeah. what they're doing. Right. They did a lot of quick cuts that were yeah. really spliced well together. Right. And and actually, beforehand, Dan and I were talking about CG in this. And one thing I really like about the film is that uh, CG technology has come so far that they, they can build an entire fantasy world. Right. In, in past fantasy films like... Uh, legend or willow i was just about to say legend they, oh, yes. they use practical effects and and didn't have cg to lean on oh yeah. yeah and so you were always focused on this one fantastic element in the center of the screen because that's what they but, had the budget for <laughs> but the background had nothing fantasy about it it was just mm-hmm. a set there's mm-hmm. a set or, or they're like oh, yeah. out near a river somewhere right 
And 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 with this film, there are some interesting fat fantasy uh, creatures, kind of on rafters here and there in the background. If you're uh, watching, ru- rust monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of the other dungeon masters I went to see this with, like, started punching my arm, like, "Oh my god, they have rust monsters!" Like, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm blown away. <laughs> I never thought I'd see them in a film. Yeah, they so have it was a lot of little Easter eggs. If yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. To look for. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the card as it went by when they went to the, to the town to get With the, the, uh, the, the paladin the clan thing had, had the big tongue that was swooping around. I was like, all right, is that the clam or is that a mimic? Yes, because is you know I don't think clams like that had big tongues. <laughs> I was trying out. to. I don't. I haven't been playing D and D as long as. Uh, some of the people at the table, so I don't know about the older monsters. It's possible. I don't know. But it did have a similar tongue to that treasure chest. It did, and that's right. why I was like, hmm, that looks familiar. And they used a real, like, prop for the mimic. Yeah. Because I saw on Twitter, like, they were showing, because Michelle Rodriguez had, like, the actual, like, prop on her leg, and so they actually spliced the two together. They had CG and practical effects. Hmm. That helps make a scene more realistic, like, in that sense like they give like in the marvel movies they give chris evans a shield to hold and throw around once he lets go they cg it bouncing around but oh yeah the man's got to wait it's, yeah yeah that makes his musculature yeah be real yeah. his action yeah. be real versus just yeah. throwing something fake what about that dungeons and dragons group that was there in the maze the, like, the middle Dan's talking about the 1970s movie. cartoon there's <laughs> a cartoon called yes. Dungeons and Dragons and they had these characters and they do a cameo in this they do <laughs> like multiple times it's not just like oh you see them for two seconds no you see them at the, when they get to the end of the maze and they're in the cage to yeah. get safety to the next round no, I mean, it's straight up. They're, it's all of them. And you're That's just like, oh, homage geez. to previous iterations yeah. of this film. Yes, right. yeah. I, mean, I enjoyed it because I grew up watching that stuff. Frankly, yeah. my, my, my only criticism with stuff like that is the same thing with Marvel movies now where every single like event is, oh, what's that lean to? What's that lean to? Just enjoy the movie, man. It's Shang-Chi beating up a dude on a bus. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I liked about this movie. Because I know a lot of movies, you go into me like, what is the plot? What's this? What's going on? What's this? This one, you're just like, this is silly and ridiculous, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. it's, you're not going and expecting any like big like, yeah. thing. There's no it's expectation. Not an epic. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not, not like not not complex storytelling. No, no but enjoyable simple. storytelling. Yes. It's a, yes. it's kind it gets, of familiar. It gets story. the job done. They, they even, a, it's it's almost like it's it's not a complex beer, but it's an enjoyable beer yes. that I had with it. It's like plan I A. I also had a complex plan A beer. to plan B, and then if plan B doesn't happen, we'll go to plan D. But plan D is but, actually plan B again, and it's well, yeah. isn't plan C just plan A, but without the stink. Yes. Plan yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> C had some stink. And so we. And I don't even think we mentioned this. We went to Living Room Theaters, which is in downtown Portland, about a block south of Powell's Bookstore, which everyone, most people know where that is on Burnside. And it's, yep. it's yep. just a block south. Uh, theater's been there a long time. They have food. They have Very comfortable beer. seats. Yeah. I've been before. They have big, yep. I mean, you don't want to sit in the very back row because those are hard chairs and not comfy couches. Oh, I didn't realize. I've always been in comfy couches. Yeah. It's kind of like what Cinetopia was, but a smaller oh. version. Yeah. So they, yeah. They, they fit about 50 people in the theater, maybe. And they, they participate in like when film festivals come through town. And yeah. Stuff too. Like, yeah, I think so, if you're a film nerd in Portland, you, this is definitely a place to know. Yeah. About. And it's independent. So they do get a lot of independent films. Yeah. They, they also had a do second uh, run or. Are or, you there? Cosme Market movie that I had no idea yes. existed. But then also yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. 
Yeah. They cover yeah. all the bases. Right? Yeah. They're doing a lot. And so the movies come and go there quite beer and quickly. burgers, too. Yes. Oh, delicious. Nice beers as well. Yeah. So they, they had four or five beers on draft. Uh, I think they had five. And I know and Aaron and I did the wheat. Yeah. And I got so a Pilsner I, I, I can tell you what they had. So it's always a nice. Back in the day, you could always go to a theater and just grab a beer when you go in because the places that we would go see films, we purposely go to places that had that. Just uh, listeners understand, this is a normal Oregon thing. Like, I know it does not happen everywhere, but in Oregon, you can go to a movie theater and enjoy an adult beverage if you're an adult. Yeah. I think if it, your area has a yeah yeah that's what I'm thinking Al- Alamo theaters Alamo that's Alamo it. theaters Alamo. on the east all right, coast so cut have them. all of that until I say Alamo and I'll say no smart political cross. theater yeah no Alamo <laughs> theater is is we're doing it before Cinetopia I believe yeah the, they've like, been around a long they got one time. in Winchester and that that was like a whole experience like I have a beer with my movie yeah. right what a concept and, right. and you can even take your food into the theater yeah. with you if it, like we, we got there. In the theater, and they'll bring it to you. Correct. Right. So, so anyway, we so got anyway, beers we, with movie. Correct. The, the beers that they had on draft, uh, they had everybody's hazy gigantic IPA for seven dollars a pint, and then they had six dollar pints of Laurelwood Free Range Red, Fort George Cavatica Stout, Occidental Brewing Hefeweizen, and Freem Pilsner. And I think we tried all of those except for the everybody's and the gigantic. That's and we didn't. Correct. We didn't do the Reverend yeah. Nance. They had a cider and. The, they have a happy, a happy mountain kombucha and a Reverend Nett cider available as well, but we didn't do those. I I started with the Occidental with the food and then moved over to the Pilsner. Can't go wrong with that. Well, that's funny. I did the reverse. Yeah, and then I know that you also had the stout, Deb. I did. I also I went for the Occidental, which I appreciate them giving me a lime, not a lime, a lemon. Sorry, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lemon to go with the half, which was really nice. And then I went to the Cavatica stout because they have a burger, and so I wanted to do the Cavatica stout because it's a little bitter, so it would cut through the fattiness of the burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had the red, didn't you? And I had the Laurelwood red. I figured that would go very well with the movie because it's kind of what I would think you would drink in a tavern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. And Which is were, where every D&D adventure begins. It, and this one sort of does also. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. they met the, the two, the you know, Chris Pratt and, and the Barbarian. Their Pine. characters. Pine? Chris Pine. Chris Pine, not Pratt, sorry. Chris Pine. Yeah, there's only They're, 19 Chrises in every movie. Ed, it's stupid. Ed, a character Edgar and Holden. Yeah, Edgar and Holden, they met in a tavern. I mean, that's, Successful history check, Aaron. I mean, that's, that's exactly what happens. You yep. meet in a tavern, drinking out of a weird-shaped glass. I will have to say, I love... The fact that they put a huge red herring in the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. The beginning of the movie has a huge red herring, and it's absolutely amazing and so good. It's a what, massive what, fish that's the color of, of blood. Yes. Well, don't don't steal things if you don't need to, because that'll come back to bite you. Well, I mean, yeah. You, you greed. Don't be, don't be greedy. You know what didn't bite me was that delicious Hefeweizen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would agree. So I, I also started with Occidental Hefeweizen. So it's, you know, 4.7%, 20 IBU. It's a really clean, classic, Amer- it's an Americanized version of a Bavarian Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So right, it's right. going to have, it's cloudy. It's It's got a little bit of that ester yeah. note to it. It's yeah. not very banana heavy. It's more the clove than banana. Right. So it's very approachable to most people in the U.S. versus like, you know, a traditional Bavarian Hef is going to be very banana and very, very heavy clove. But I, I love some of those like Hefeweizen and esters that like, even if it does verge into a little bit of banana i am i'm ready for that i like it this this one didn't have a lot of banana no it a little bit of clove bitterness which is super nice right. yeah it, it was has, like yeah. very because low a lot of the hefts that i've tried they tried to boost up the bitterness mm-hmm. and it's like 
Hefeweizen should not be bitter. Right. No, at any have, point in nah, time. This was, it was clean. It was light. It was really, really pleasant. Uh, uh, Deb, do you think it, it matched the movie very well? I think it did because, like I said, uh, there is some softness to the movie mm-hmm. because you have different elements that happen, uh, but also it just kind of goes with certain sections. Mm-hmm. Whereas, say, for example, like the Laurelwood Red is more like a tavern, like the Cavatica Stout is more like, you know, like your robust, like the fighting parts and like the. <sighs> Sure. I feel like the hef went, went well with the montages of the, yes. of the which is a big check mark in my book of that's perfect. Show what this weird world looks like. So if we get sequels down the road, it's already set up. Yeah, it's a lava area, but why would you not think that? It's another yeah. movie. Yeah, like I thought, the, I thought it matched that really, how far, really well. How far away from civilization was that tundra area where they had the prison? I mean, oh, come on. They showed a map. I mean, that was we're in the previews, too. Yeah, I mean, it's five we're named gonna hand regions. That. <laughs> there, were, there were like five named regions. They showed a map. Yeah. It was a long ways. But I, I was happy with choosing the Hefeweizen watching yeah, this because it's call. like, uh, you know, a kind of a light adventure story that you're in. You're ready to enjoy it. It's nothing yeah. too complicated, nothing too heavy. Exactly. A Hefeweizen, it's a nice beer that you're going to drink and enjoy. You don't have to get too you know intellectual about it. It doesn't need to be overly complicated. Yeah. yeah. It was a, a well done, well done beer for, for the movie. You guys got, you, you uh, Blake and Dan, you both got the Pilsner, right? Yeah. Free Pilsner. You got the Pilsner which... later in the movie. It works pretty well with the, uh, the yeah, main scene. It's a little sharpness, but you know, it, that, that Pilsner has a little bit of hotness to it. A little sharp, sharp note, but that's... I, I don't think any of these would distract from the film at all. No, if anything, they kind of no. complements it a little bit. And you know you're going to be drinking something good and you're watching something funny. Yeah, so I think it worked those two drinking, things. Not super complex. Yeah. Dan, yeah, is, there, yeah. is there a beer that you, you think you would want to avoid for a movie like this? Something that's super sour or something that... Um, like extra funky, funky Belgian, funky Belgian stuff wouldn't work. Mm, with yeah. Okay. I see that. Uh, I, I, I can see that. Uh, you don't want a slow sipper. You want something you can just drink. Yeah. Right. Or like uh-huh. a double IPA with something that's like super grippy on the back and just yeah. like tears your palate apart. You I'm, need try- to I'm trying to watch uh, Bradley quaff. Cooper be a cute little halfling, and I can't get this quaff off my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to wear my furs and my back, not on my tongue, please. <laughs> wow. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Which they had on. They were wearing furs when they. Yes. I don't know. They like. I mean, it is. Hide armor is like what twelve plus dexterity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like straight up. They just like run up into this like encampment and steal some horses, and it's like, wow, you. Th- there's yeah, that's never no, happened at our table. Dan. Never ever ever happened. <laughs> he, with us he's playing. a he's a thief. <laughs> that's what happens. There's horse thieves. It's a known thing. Oh, yeah. I want to ask. Okay, wh- where like in in the realm of uh, like fantasy. How much does this owe to Lord of the Rings? How much does this owe to Game of Thrones? How much does this owe to like predecessor? How much movies? does this owe to Monty Python? Oh, oh yes. that's the question I want. Comedy, to ask. comedy brings it all together. There's not that much comedy in Lord of the Rings. There's some sight comedy, sight gags and stuff, but there's no. It's not right. like we're straight up like making fools of ourselves, and, and it's right. fun. That's a very serious movie. I, I got the idea to ask that from the IMDb. When asked about the movie, the the directors were like, "Well, we don't want to go full." bore into like the to a point where it's like silly satire we want jokes but we want to tell a story right we have a story we want to tell right and i love the fact that the people who made the film are the people from freaks and geeks yeah 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 john francis daly was the uh the younger brother of uh oh linda carlini's characters hmm. uh 
person. Man, Freaks and Geeks, that was a long time ago. Great show. What? Yeah. But if you Carlo, are in Carlos the Dwarf, I think. demographic, you might have seen Freaks and Geeks. And it's kind of is kind of a cool like throwback to like some of those things they talked about in the show. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. they then brought into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Brian, what was your favorite scene? I'm gonna call you on the spot. I know yeah, you sure one. are. Yeah. Well, I can filibuster, Brian, if you want to take a moment to think, because I have one. Do you? Yeah, filibuster. I'll think about it. So the uh, the the cute redhead who who uh, I don't want to. Yeah, Doric. I don't want to spoil too much, but there's a scene where she's victorious, um, <laughs> where yes. she has um, conquered an adversary, and and the way that she just like. like keeps fighting after she already Stomp. won. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. That's you, always fun. You can go to <laughs> zero, a great you can go to zero right. hit points. They're not dead. They're just unconscious. She was making right. sure. But like she, yeah. Yes. But this says something about the intensity of her character and, you know, the, the motivation of that character. And that character, like, you know, doesn't, doesn't have a lot of like break power, you know, to like stop and calm down. Like, no, no if they're if no, they're in a fight and nothing. she's she, yeah, and and I think that was like very much in tune with that character and like wh- who that character was. Oh, totally, totally. I mean, it was it was a little funny, but it was also like, yeah, that checks out. That that checks yeah. out for Doric. Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, and I I loved seeing that. I thought it was really it was kind of funny. It was really also really satisfying. But as a druid, she didn't heal anyone. You don't have to. You don't have to. Oh, I don't want to get bogged down in class, class yeah. details, class. Tell you rules, lawyer. you did make that your expertise. Come on. Uh, but this is like after after it's like the two minute rule. If you if you t- discuss it and research it for two minutes and you haven't found the real actual answer in the rule book, you make a snap decision, you move on, and you continue the story. You can't wild shape five times in a row. No, you can't. Yeah. But she did it. She she <laughs> has a, a and, ring or something. We and and the reality is that is my favorite scene. The wild shape. Yeah. yeah so so, so the 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 redhead druid, uh, Doric. Her power is to change into different animals, yeah. and and there, which is wild shaping in the in the game in the D and D in the D and D world. Yep. So there's a scene where she has to go from animal to animal to animal to escape, and a lot of the shape changes are very clever. If I recall, she started as fly, went to mouse, back then, to herself, and then a then cat. mouse. Then, then, bird, then bird, then bird, then, bird, cat, then cat, then cat, then deer. No, then deer. deer. <laughs> no, then, then the bird the creature, ostrich. Bird ostrich, bird yeah. ostrich looking thing. Oh, yeah. The fantasy ostrich. Fantasy emu. Then, de- then deer. <laughs> and then she stayed a deer. And then she yeah. stayed the deer. Yeah. She got out as a deer. But yeah, that was a very so good scene. She, yeah. she did be, be a deer, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she did be a deer. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a joke. Inside joke from the movie. Inside joke. And and uh, maybe a second favorite uh, scene was the kind of the heist part yeah. where they were. How do I explain it without the, giving the, it all the way? A bank, uh, a bank robbing scene they with a lot the, of ingenuity. A bank robbing scene. Yeah. They basically they, have a portal they, gun and they work that into the heist scene. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but essentially, <laughs> if you think of a bank robbing buddy movie, like they crack the safe, they crack a safe. Yeah. And the way they do it is extraordinarily inventive. Clever. Yeah. And yes. things go wrong. Of course. And it's funny, and yet they think quickly on their feet, and right. it's just enjoyable to watch. It, it, and it feels yeah. very familiar. It, even though it's a fantasy uh, D&D movie, it feels like a heist movie. Well, so the, the, the analogy I'm thinking of, Brian, uh, like in the, you know, the 90s and, and 80s, you know, when these bands had these metal songs, 
They would say, if you could play an acoustic version of the song and still have it sound good without the distortion and amplification, without the electric guitar, you knew you had a good song. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, I almost think like, if you can take a buddy movie and a bank heist story and you can put it into a different setting, like a fantasy setting, and it still works in the, you know, quote unquote, acoustic uh, uh, setting that you've got like right that means it's a good story it's a good story that oh, totally. works and i think yeah. that's that's part of what and, makes and this i movie think succeed. that brings it a wider appeal than people who just play this game right which goes back to kind of our initial thesis or question does this work for someone who doesn't play D D? right just like yes. we asked the german like literally maybe a minute to two minutes after we got out of the movie hey what did you think of this he's like I didn't really understand it, but it was cool. It was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. it was entertaining. It was fun. Yeah. I've yeah. seen lots of movies I didn't understand and enjoyed. Yeah, and most of them, right? It was a, we, I mean, the last episode like, watched Five Obstructions. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> right? Sitting, yeah, I'm sitting there going counting out the spell slots. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that. Well, you know, he doesn't have to about spell slots. Spell slots. The character from my favorite scenes. Anytime Hulk goes in a one-on-five fight. Yes. because i appreciate i love martial arts movies i love kung fu movies i hate when a film does too many quick cuts to cover bad choreography oh 100 and I, I i think the choreography in this movie is incredible she's especially towards the later half of the movie when she's in that forge area swinging hot yes. irons around the one shot of the guy mm-hmm. like reaching her sword she hits him he falls back she grabs the next thing he reaches for the next thing hits him it's this beautiful back and forth it's, back it's, and forth it's and clean it, it you can see what's happening yeah. it's uh, i love it and and i like the fact that you know she's not like all powerful because they get like oh no they punch her a couple times and she's a bow to smack them well (laughs) she she gets hit but she's like a trained like a boxer who can take a hit right it's half the job the use of like implements and like just like anything you can grab yeah yeah a potato is a deadly weapon if thrown hard enough (laughs) correct i'll I'll allow it they hurt. They hurt. <laughs> if it, especially if it's raw. Right, yeah. yeah. But I have not been hit by a russet. Full disclosure. Let's hope I live my whole life yeah, that no, way. You, All it, right, well, get ready. Watch, watch to the end of the movie and you can see that happen. And it's but, not pleasant. He, but I, it takes him down. But I do think the fight scenes, like the, the barbarian who's a melee fighter, who's you know got this axe, that's kind of her, her M.O., those are all really well done, but I think oh, yeah. all the fight scenes stand up. Like, oh, it, yeah. it, each of the decisions of like what somebody, what each character decides to do in a fight makes sense for their skills and abilities. You, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> right. The choreography is also good um, because uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you'll remember Brian had explained a few months ago that sometimes uh, the the shots will be shortened to to kind of confuse the the viewer. Um, and, and kind of hide some of the action of what's happening, of what, what is a, a move and a counter move in a fight and how those chain together. Yeah. And, and this, the, the, the shots aren't, you know, really compressed. They're not, it, I didn't notice them It's not too cutty, no. It's not too cutty. Yeah. And it, it, no. it, it, the, the fights are really well coordinated and right. choreographed. Yeah. So yeah. that they, they can do more than, you know, one, two, three, and cut. It, you know, it, three different moves. One... One from the attacker, a defense move, right. and another attack, and then you've got to cut. Otherwise, the actors won't re- remember their choreography. Well, oh, totally. it, it, and also, too, part of what sells a good fight scene is when somebody gets hit. How do they sell that of what that impact does to their body, and how do they move? How do they you know, get, get pushed out, out of the, the space they were just occupying? And that all seemed you know, relatively true to life. That all seemed kind of well done and realistic here, too. Like, it's like uh, I like with 
in the beginning when she gets the axe. When yeah. she's like trying to fend off people. Mm, yeah. And then Egan is trying to do something and it's not working. And you can totally <laughs> see that this is actually like a D&D thing. Like when you roll really Oh, bad, he's failing a lot of rolls. you're like, ow, I could do this and I failed. <laughs> All right, well, so you're still so, bound. She's going to keep beating dudes up, I guess. Yeah, so the Red Wizard with her controlling the stone creature Ooh, yeah. failing her concentration save because yes. she got hit upside the head with a bag of spice. <laughs> <laughs> spice. I thought it was garlic. I don't know. No, what I, thought, I, thought I thought it was garlic also. It might have been. I don't she know. She got hit with like a garlic bulb. Either yeah. way, it's very funny. It's <laughs> hilarious because they're both root vegetables. They're right. both hard. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, no, it's, it's good. I, you know, if you do go see the, I mean, it's it's not going to be in the theater for much longer. But uh, it is on digital. At, at the, it's yeah. it's already out on you digital. Can out. You can it's video on demand at this point. Um, How much does this movie benefit from a big screen versus home theater? Well, they have a whole scene at the very beginning where they thank you for being God, an audience I member. I hate it. I'm cringy. so cringy. <laughs> I'm so cringy about like, oh, thank you for coming to a theater to watch this. And that I'm, felt like a wet blanket. I appreciate uh, that Michelle yeah. Rodriguez looks pained having to say, I'm glad you're here. Something about the popcorn. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought that's just her so normal look, like that yeah. she got like bitchy resting face or something. You know, like yeah, so yes. pretentious. But yeah. yeah, it's it's whatever. It's but fine. Can it's, you watch this on your couch with a couple buddies and have a? I think you. Like, this is a group 100%. movie. You can watch it alone, but it's not gonna be okay. fun. Okay, so uh, Blake earlier said, "How how close is this to Lord of the Rings? This is not an epic film." Where wow. you have to sit and absorb these vast expanses. It's 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 a buddy it's, buddy heist. Film. It, it, it's right. a fun medium close film. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, uh, if you've ever seen um, Baldin's uh, Baldin's Root, uh, it's a thing on YouTube where these people have like this skit that they're doing, and it had a similar vibe. This sounds made to up. That. No, it's actually. There's a whole skit. It's called Balin's Root. I messed up the name. It's called Balin's Root. And it has like this whole vibe about this. And it's like, oh, adventure. I need your help. And things like this. And so it kind of has a similar like a, vibe. Like a fancy comedy it's, feel. It's what, like, like hey, if you were to actually play like the Witcher. And like well, all nice. the dialogue you have to go through. And it's yes. like you, you actually act out the dialogue. What, do you remember like, like, oh, that's painful. Felicia Day, The Guild? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, it yes. kind of has some that same kinda sort of. has that vibe. Yeah. yeah. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Yeah. So, if you play video games, if you know D anD D at all, if you have any reference to it, you'll enjoy it. If you I, have an if attraction to Chris Pine, like we all do, yes. I mean, and there's a lot of there's a lot of man spreading. There's a lot of man spreading with dim jeans he had on, or were they leathers? I couldn't quite tell. I'm pretty but, sure they were leather. I thought it was yeah. like moleskin. All right, <laughs> but they show a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> we'll just skip on past that part. Uh, uh, hey, no, Blake and I were talking about the redhead. You, know, you can, you can talk, yeah, right. And, and the paladin. Right. My goodness. Yeah. He is a handsome he man. Was, he he had it going on. Like so, I said, that was my favorite character. I think it, yeah, because yeah. of how he presented and the actions he took. Now, I'm not so sure about the big fight scene in the, the Hanging City because uh, that was it. like... That was dope. That was like, okay, so... And, and we were... Blake had mentioned, you can count it out. Like, you, when you're playing D&D, one action is, is like... Six seconds. Six seconds. Yeah, e- well, each round of combat equates to six seconds. And, 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 and so. you know, did it just... He have an individual initiative against each of them, or what, I mean, because some of them he had to take multiple swings. And I'm just sitting here. I know I'm getting way into the weeds a little bit with this, but having played the game a long time and and trying to think how did they represent, and they tried to be as true to it as they could mm-hmm. in some ways. So I know that it's like, yeah, it's just a fight scene, but still, 
thinking about how did that work out? And you know, they were already yeah, because they're already they're already dead, <laughs> as he said. It's really hard to kill something that's already dead, and the guys just stand right back up. I mean, oh, yeah. he, it waits till like the end of the combat so, though for them to stand there, up. Though in the video game world, there's a famous quote. It might have been Sid Meier that said it, and he, and I think that the quote is to the effect of like when the rules get in the way of a good time, or when the rules get in the way of having fun, fun wins. Oh yeah, the rule of cool. Like and and yeah. yeah, you can count out like you get two attacks for for every action for every six seconds. Like, like yeah, so so when, this film the, is not a treatise on the D and D. No, no, not at all. Set. No, it's <laughs> based it's based on it. You're not going to learn watching the movie. No, <laughs> I can become an owl bear when I grow up. Yeah. I mean, if you do enough drugs, <laughs> sure. I didn't. I didn't see anyone roll a single die in this whole movie. I know, right? I know. So they were they were supposed it's to garbage. There, there was talk. Hey, you know, I'm just fans were saying they wanted to see like a zoom out as Matt Mercer running a game I, for people. Dude, I, I'm kind of glad they did. Uh, no, I was just thinking about that, thing. and I'm so glad there's not this the framing story for like yeah, Stranger yeah. Things where they had this like D and D table, and then they you know they, no, it's just oh, like yeah. let the story exist. It's a different yeah. world. It can have its complete existence independent of some. You know, sweaty teenagers in a basement playing D and D, like, or you know, grown ass men, and sweaty adults drinking beer, playing D and D. You know, and being like, loud and obnoxious to each other, which is what we do. Yep, yeah, we're very funny. That so, bird character's still banned, Dan. <laughs> so, and they did have an Eric Coke in this. That's all I'm gonna say. Jonathan, and, 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 and it was Jonathan. That's all so it sounds like pretty much any beer. You can just enjoy without having to think too hard. It'd be like the pick for this. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing real complex. I'd say nothing too yeah. heavy. If you got like a double extra stout, you know, something. Maybe real... say that for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 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 No, that, right. that's yeah something that's going to put you to sleep because that film will. <laughs> it's so long. It's so long. I'm just glad this is all like poetry from Tom Bombadil out of the, the Hobbit. I mean, that was, that like, went on for pages. I was so it? mad at it at the time. Yeah, I, I mean, like, this is like 90 minutes, and it's it's very contained. There aren't a lot of resting spots. There's some slower scenes where it's like when they're on the beach after they get out of the city, or not after the city, but after they escape the, the underdark. Yeah, to set up the stakes and, and yeah. more, move the story along. And then oh, yeah. I mean, the it's action. a nice rest. It's a nice, a right, bunch of action, calm moment. It's a long rest. We're going to take a long it rest. A rest. Well, it was a short rest. It was only six hours. So we're going to rules lawyer short, that one. Short, short rest is an hour, dude. I six, regret six my to eight for long. Of being rules lawyer. All right, yeah. All right. As I a DM, you. I know better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so, final thoughts on the movie? Thumbs up from everybody? Yeah, we got, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. Everybody very much. Oh, yeah. I recommend it. it to everybody. Like I told my parents, like you never played. You're going to have a good time. It's a fun movie. So yeah. 10 thumbs up. Yes. yes. We got lots of thumbs up. Uh, find some good beers you like. You know, this is not a challenging film to watch. It's pretty easy, straightforward. So I think our best advice is just find something like that as well to, to consume if you are going to. Yeah. And remember to hydrate. If you uh, if you don't hydrate, you're going to roll a critical fail and dehydrate. Yes, you will. Hey. And and as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts. And I want to just you know again, thanks for hanging out and listening to us banter on about some wonderful films, including this Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Well, this is Aaron. Thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, dear listener, if you're going to start a campaign, take the lucky feat. It's so great, it's almost broken. <laughs> it is broken. We all take it. This is Blake saying, uh, good game, everyone. Uh, we'll meet next week. Uh, we're going to re-roll our characters because everyone died. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Well, this is Deborah, and don't forget to rage. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Brian, and uh, please patronize your local independent theater. There you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.
Ridiculous. Clatter, 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 dice noise. the end of the night, I pray he behave, winged of heal, and newly returned from the fight. I need a hero. I shall hold out for a hero to the morning light. He must be assured, heir true to his word, with a wit that will thrill and excite, thrill and excite.